You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 401 of Podcateers. This week, Larry gives us his thoughts after finishing the book of Boba Fett. We talk about the Rescue Rangers and latest Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Trams are back at the Disneyland Resort. Plus, we discuss the announcement that the Disney company is developing a new planned community in Southern California. We'd love to hear how you feel about some of the things that we talk about in this episode. And you can do that by joining the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd love for you to join us over on our Discord server. Joining is super simple. You can head on over to podcateers.com slash 401 for a link to our Discord. Or you can check out the pinned Instagram story for a link to join. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to help you out. March Mayhem for 2022 is set, and this year we are putting snacks up against each other. Keep an eye on our Instagram for this year's bracket and for info on how you can enter to win a prize once March Mayhem is over. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, so we're going to get the show going. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope that you enjoy what you hear and that you come back for more. And if you've been hanging with us for some time now, welcome back. But regardless of how long you've been here with us, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. Here is episode 401 of Podcateers. Yeah, that's for you, kiddos out there on the internet. <laughs> because the kiddos, the kiddos love the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, especially the uh, the on monkeys, TikTok. The, yeah, the show. The, that's the monkeys what, are the, huge on TikTok. The seventies or something. <laughs> I, yeah, that's funny. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't TikTok, so I wouldn't. I know. don't much either, so that's why I'm kind of quiet here. <laughs> Same. No, I, I'm kidding. I yell at people. I, look. TikTok is full of yeah. trends that my knees just cannot take. So I'm never <laughs> ever going to attempt them because dropping that quickly and then standing back up is not something my back or knees can handle. I've seen those videos. They'll go on, you know, people put them on Instagram too, and I'll see them every once in a while. I don't get the one where they're like, okay, there's just like Italian music and people are like moving their hands around and like, this is something that's nice in my house. And then it's like, here's 10 things that make sense in my 100 year old farmhouse. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. Some of those are better than others. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those are better than others. You'd be surprised at what becomes a trend on TikTok. I'll see a couple of videos that, have something really silly 
And I'll think to myself, oh, okay, that was funny. And then the next day, every other video as I'm scrolling through there will be the same thing. And uh, yeah, you know, Larry talked about it before. It gives people Vine vibes. Yeah. You know, it's very similar with the uh, exception that TikTok gives you way more than the seven seconds, I think, that Vine allowed you for, Do it for the Vine. videos. So. <laughs> and they've always expanded. Like they started off with these like 15 second videos, then they went to 30, they went to a minute. Some people have three minute videos. I I think some people have five minute videos. Wow. Now. I don't know. But obviously they've also extended into the live space, which seems to be the biggest thing. Instagram obviously has IGTV. They stole stories, uh, something that came from Snapchat a long time ago. Facebook saw that and were like, we need that too. And that failed, I think. And then uh, YouTube tried to add those little micro stories as well because they saw everyone else was doing it. So that's the life we're living. All these little micro stories, no matter what platform you want, you're on. So maybe that's what we should be doing as well, creating little micro stories. Uh, sure. I don't know. If you guys want to see that, let us know. Yeah. I don't maybe know what we, we would should. do. I'm not the type of person that goes around vlogging around my house. I don't do anything particularly interesting. I don't uh, know. Maybe we should start there. You know what, Hazen? We should start a streaming service that's exclusive to mobile devices that does like quick bites of uh, content that are like TV shows, but short. You know, maybe we could shorten, even shorten the name from Quick Bites or something. I don't know what it would be, but, you know. Queeby, Quibbly, something like that, maybe. That, that, that sounds like, like it that would work. Could, that would take off. Everybody would love it. We could have, you know, big celebrity shows and stuff. And You know what would really help off. it take off? If we got some, like, producers, like, real big producers in the industry to throw in millions of dollars. With that type of backing, it would take weeks before we were the biggest platform ever. Yeah, I think we can make that happen. All right, let's Definitely make a call tomorrow. Off. Let's All make right, it we'll call our good favorite guy, Jeffrey Katzenberg. He'll do it, right? I know he'll do it. Yeah. He loves <laughs> He's to back up for little projects like this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So much to talk about. Last week, we celebrated episode 400. Hooray! We've had tons to talk about over the last couple of weeks. So trying to narrow everything down was, one, difficult because after a while, the news cycle goes so quickly that... I can't speak for all of you, but I kind of forget sometimes what happens because everything's just going by so quickly. Thankfully, we we shoot text messages to each other throughout the the week, and we kind of it kind of helps trigger some of the stuff that's going on. So we definitely want to catch up on the Rescue Rangers trailer, Doctor Strange, uh, Disney's building a new community, trams at the parks. We got some March Mayhem news coming up. We got some Spider-Man news that's coming. So uh, quickly, before anything else, I have to ask, Larry, did you finally catch up with the Book of Boba Fett? Yes. With Yay! everyone in America. Yeah, I've caught up. I tried the stream <laughs> from the half point, and I was pleasantly surprised because, like everyone else was saying, it's it was slow. Yes, it was in the beginning. But it's like I closed the. I felt like I closed the book if I was reading Boba, you know, Robert Fettuccini the book biography. <laughs> closed it halfway through, and I was like, I'm gonna get back to this when I'm in the mood, and it was perfect. Because well, just from what you guys are explaining too, you hyped me up, got me right back in. 
Nice. So I have to ask you, since you, I think out of the group, you're definitely, we've talked about how you're the biggest Star Wars fan of the four of us. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen yeah, the book of Bob Fettuccini or the book <laughs> of Boba Fett, we, uh, we're going to get into spoiler territory. Last time I screwed up, spoiled it for Larry. Thank you for not being so mean to me about it, Larry. <laughs> uh, right. nah, but no uh, going into this episode six, we're going to talk about it right now. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it in three, two, one. Okay, so I have to ask, what did you think about how it ended and the choice that Grogu made? Can I get one of those shirts? You want a chainmail shirt? shirt? Yeah, one of those Grogu. Do they make those in big man size? I'll take one. That's a no, lot I'll... of Beskar steel. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good one. No, I, I, I think it was... It was an interesting choice because, you know, how do you, like, if you want to go down to just, like, a, a random fan, you got a, a little, little cool Yoda lightsaber, and then you got a shirt but <laughs> that came from, like, a rag, right? But the coolest thing about how that got played out, that was so Star Wars for me, that choice that Luke is giving Grogu at that point, that is, like, Star Wars to the, literally the T to what baby grew Baby Yoda. Baby Groot. Grogu. I was gonna say Groot there for a minute. Grogu. Yeah, it, it was it was so good to make that choice of the you know the Force or whatnot. But you know he's not a he's not a Jedi anymore because well we've seen a little bit in the backstory about Grogu. There's some flashbacks there he had when he was working there with Luke, which was really cool because he's starting to unlock some of maybe the Jedi training he had in the past. But it's done now. And it was good they touched on that because that kind of goes back to, like, Anakin. And even if you want to go into Kylo Ren's backstory of how you have to be, like, committed to being a Jedi. You can't be this, like, wavering, like, spirit with the Force. You have to commit to it. And it was right. Like, Grogu made the right choice. I just thought, yeah, he's so connected, you know, to the Mandalorian. There's just no way. It was just no way, for me at least. You know, it... I don't know where to find myself with all of that right now. I loved the Mandalorian series. So obviously I want Grogu to be happy. I want Din Djarin to be happy. But at the same time, like you said, there was that cute little lightsaber that he was about to hand over. <laughs> and it looks so adorable while he's waving it at him. And he's like, ooh, pretty light, right? And then he's like, but you have to make a choice. I'm like, ah, oh, come on now. Why does he have to make a choice? I don't know... If I'm saying the name right, I, I know that they mentioned him in the book of Boba Fett at one point because they were talking about it when they brought up the lightsaber. But uh, Tar Vizla, he was a Mandalorian oh. that also served as part of the Jedi, Jedi Order. I mean, the dark saber was part of that mythos and that right. story along right. with him. So why can't Grogu do both? Maybe we haven't seen that yet. I think you're you're jumping onto a you're literally making a Grogu jump from stone to stone somewhere. <laughs> well done. <laughs> to the future. I don't know. There's a little bit I feel like that was dropped like as like one of those hey guys, keep an eye out, but you would hope that it doesn't go down with the Mandalorian still having the dark saber. You would hope something happens where he doesn't have to kill him because that's how the Mandalorians will pass on the dark saber. You learn that part too. And yeah. you have to take it by pretty much like battle of death, which was interesting. A side note, 
the score. I mean, we've been hearing the Mandalorian score for a while now, but the score in the episode, I think that was either six, but when it's just with Din Djarin, it was beautiful. Just yeah. absolutely well done. That was one thing I wanted to make sure to get in there because they did a – I know it didn't have a lot of a Boba the Fett, but <laughs> that was a great episode to tie back in, and the music was great. So I see we were torn, though, but I think I think we, we got a lot to go. I think there's still more story to be told. That's the thing. Yeah. I have a feeling, if that's the case, I have a feeling that somebody's going to beat Din Djarin for the Darksaber. Because remember, during his training, they kept telling him, like, you can't wield it with strength. You have to wield it with, you know, your inside. You have to feel it when you're wielding it. I think what's going to happen is somebody's going to beat Din Djarin for the Darksaber, and Grogu's going to beat that person for the Darksaber, and Grogu's going to end up yielding the Darksaber. It'd be crazy. You just... Right? I... I could see that happening, but I don't want to call it quite yet. This feels like a Marvel setup where it's like too easy, like to to, to put the pieces together. Be like, yeah, that's what fits. But I feel like there's something else there. Well, you know, I'll be honest with most of the Star Wars stories. There's usually like this Padawan thing, especially when you talk about Jedi's, where the master of trainer. There's usually a heartbreak at some point where either you see them go or they're taken by the yeah. dark side and i would hate if that's the story because that's gonna hurt just thinking about that now if that's like an outcome i but i can't say that that's for sure because they've been changing the rules here and there on certain things they quirk certain things here and i'm like hmm okay i see what you're doing there john favreau and the rest of the producers and directors here you're trying to implement a little bit of that disguise that they do in Marvel where you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. I see where you're going with this. So I, I'm with you here. I feel I, that's, if you're going to ask me a, like take a heavy assumption on it. Yes. I would say that's what it feels like right now. And it would be crazy to see Grogu wielding the dark saber. Like just the last, like more spoilers here. When he took down that man, when he took down that thing at the end, that, that was, pretty much uh, Boba Fett's little little pet at the time when it lost control. That the was Rancor. The Rancor. The Rancor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I was going to say and, Bantha, but yes, the Rancor. Please, the Rancor. And please, I mean, Andrew, I think you have came on to one of the best catchphrases of <laughs> – of tactical Chewbacca, tactical Chewbacca is the best because <laughs> he really feels like a tactical he's Chewbacca. Now every cool. time I watch it, he's cool. That's tactical yeah. Chewbacca. He did a good job because he did feel like a tactical Chewbacca. But yeah, just seeing the force he has now, and he didn't even go through his full Jedi training. Grogu is what I mean. It it's gonna be really interesting to see how the story keeps playing out. And just great comedy, bringing back some of the older characters from the Mandalorian seasons. That was yeah. awesome. That was cool. When when Luke asked Grogu, do you want to remember where you came from? And so Grogu has this flashback. You clearly see stormtroopers raiding. Yeah. Who do you think saves Grogu? I don't man. I, I, I kept trying to look closely. Like I rewatched that part a couple of times just to see. I really don't have a clue. I, I can't even guess, honestly. I mean, a lot of people are probably going to jump to like, I don't know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I... Because I, there's a new series coming, yeah, but I was yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I, I don't want to make that assumption. Maybe it was... 
I don't know. Maybe it was Qui-Gon. I don't know. There's it could be well, anything. Maybe it, could, it was a Sokatano. Well, that's the maybe thing, right? No, well, yeah. see, that's the thing. Like in the scene, it's clearly somebody that's hooded. Yeah. And so you can't necessarily tell who it is. And so I thought, well, what if it's Qui-Gon Jinn before Darth Maul kills him? Right. Right. So he could have done it right before. Right. But at the same time, it could have also been Anakin. Good point. Ooh. See, that's a good one, too. Yeah. I didn't you even know, think about Anakin being the. Wow. Yeah, because that would be Anakin hadn't gone to the dark side yet. So he could have technically been the one that saved Grogu. So I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm all in on this, and I'm so happy that you're caught up because, uh, I mean, that ending, you know, the, the final episode or the final chapter of the Book of Boba Fett was actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I liked it all the way through to the, to the point where because my wife and one of my kids hadn't yet seen episode six, the one that was just all Grogu all the time, mm-hmm. we saw that one. And it led us right into the final chapter. And I enjoyed it again. So I saw it twice by myself. I saw it once with them. And three times in, I'm like, okay, well, I I tried watching the first episode multiple times and I couldn't make it happen. But six and seven are these last two episodes. These are great. Yeah. Good, good writing, too, I thought, with the Mandalorian you know, in the Dinjar and, and Boba Fett having those scenes kind of like we're rolling out together alone in this, like kind of going back to the Mandalorian's roots. And he's like, you really believe in that stuff, don't you? And it's, it really showed that part of like giving a little bit back to that whole storyline. And I don't think he's shotting off his one time booster in so long. <laughs> I mean, Boba Fett <laughs> shooting off his booster uh, shot in that fight scene that they're battling for the town basically it's been a while since he shot that off but i still got the like old school star Wars vibes like yeah and let's not do credit once again i've been saying it over and over again but uh ming wen's character in this whole thing she's the ultimate assassin and it proves to that last scene because what she does i'll be real like it's more important what she did at that point um than what they would have said. I, I, I'm not going to downplay what the war, the battle for the people, that's what I saw coming, but I didn't see what Ming Wen did. Like, that's like, ooh, that is total assassin work. That's, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. The Piper will come to pay. I just don't know if that sits with the force very well. That's all I'm saying. Like, that doesn't balance out well in the future for, like, Star Wars stories. But she's totally... Bam, fur. She's cool. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Beep. Sorry, kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she fits all of those descriptions and more. I mean, she was one of the most enjoyable parts of the series. Right. You know, her acting, her portrayal of this character. Uh, I mean, we had seen a little bit before, but I mean, this was, it, it was, I'm telling you, I, I, I know I hate it when I said it the last time, but in general, Boba Fett as a character was the weakest part of this entire series, and it sucks to say that. I think they recovered towards the end. I think they did really well. I know that hardcore Star Wars fans may not feel the same, and that's okay. You know, I'm coming from a place of not being a hardcore Star Wars yep. fan, and I can only speak as a fan of what I'm watching at this time. Yep. I don't know all the stories and all the lore behind everything. I'm kind of learning a lot of it as I go along because I wasn't a fan as a kid. So I can only speak to how I feel about these things as they are happening. But 
Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I'm not going to say it was bad or anything because overall, I really did enjoy it. Was there parts that were slow? Yes. But I think in everything that you watch, um, I think the majority of things that we watch, especially when they're episodic like this, sometimes tend to really crawl at the beginning because they're introducing you to characters. They're introducing you to backstory. You know, as a Marvel fan, I went into WandaVision and instantly loved it from episode one. And I know there's people that didn't get into WandaVision until three episodes in yeah. or at all. Right. You know, they just couldn't get into it. Same with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, they thought that was a super weak series. But, you know, it, it really just ties into the fandom, what you're into. And um, either way, I'm looking forward to the next Star Wars series that's coming to Disney+. Plus. Yes. Yeah, talking about Obi-Wan. Larry brought up the um, the score and everything. And did you guys notice, my wife pointed oh this out to me, gosh, the um, at the end of, uh, in the credits... You know the chanting that's like Boba Fett. It's saying Boba Fett. They go Boba Boba Fett. So cool. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, you listen to this Boba, and they had been keeping that score the whole time, but then now at the end you hear Boba Boba Fett. It kind of sounded like it beforehand, and you know she had made a joke about it before. But no then we were way, she to, called it. But then we oh, were wow. yeah listening to the credits, and it was like no, they're in like we played it back and Googled it and everything like go Boba yeah. Boba nice. Fett Boba Fett. Boba <laughs> that's Fett. good. Yeah. That's nice. Good. See, that's like a new fan. That's exact good an- example. And you're like watching it, being like catching those things. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. I never would have caught it. I just thought, oh, okay, that's an interesting, different <laughs> way to go about it. So cool. Uh, all right, so let's continue with a couple of other movie-related items before we jump over Popcorn. to the talk of the <laughs> Disney community that's being built. Spider-Man has now taken over avatar's third place spot domestically in the box office just bringing in the money man spider-man taking everybody's lunch money right now yeah uh take that (laughs) avatar i know you you don't like that i know that at some point they're gonna be like let's re-release avatar because spider-man nope (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know i'm okay with spider-man Look, if Spider-Man took over like Endgame and all that stuff and it became like the top grossing Marvel film of all time at some point, I'd be okay with it because it's a really good movie. Yeah, rightfully so. It's deserving. Take it. Yeah. Like, are there a few plot holes that I think kind of break a few things? Yes. But having seen everything that I've seen in the Doctor Strange trailer and what I feel is coming... I think it was broken on purpose now. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing why. Yeah, it was all by design to set up everything else that's coming. So congratulations, Spider-Man. I I love this. I love that it's happening. I hope one day it gets a release in China because the release in China, I think, is what's going to put it over the top globally. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's number six in in the global box office right now. That Ooh. is correct. One yeah, so, point eight billion dollars you know just i mean you can find that in your couch right just please yeah. change it avatar point. made 2.8 billion dollars the worldwide de- uh, box <sighs> office asterisk after 17 <laughs> releases ah true that avatar avatar is gonna make more comebacks in the movie theater than main street electrical parade does at <laughs> disneyland mm, oh too fire, soon i'm sorry i'm sorry ah. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. <laughs> but I'm not really kidding because you're awake. <laughs> Uh, before we jump into Doctor Strange, Rescue Rangers, uh, another film that's going to be coming up very, very soon. Think of it uh, as 2.0. It's not a reboot. Uh, <laughs> what was the tagline? It's not a reboot. It's... I don't know. It's a continuation. It's a, <laughs> something like that. I don't remember. I just watched the trailer like two seconds ago. <laughs> uh, they said it's not a reboot. It's a comeback. There you comeback. go. That's what they call it. That's it. Yeah. Thoughts on the Rescue Rangers movie coming to Disney Plus? Who cares about the Rescue Rangers? Roger Rabbit's in the trailer, and that's all I care about. <laughs> I see him for about a second and a half, and Roger Rabbit's there doing the Roger Rabbit. And it's the best thing that's ever happened in a movie trailer since 1989. Um, so, yeah, Roger Rabbit's there, and hopefully he's the third lead of the movie. Um, at behind Chip and Dale, Chip and Dale and Roger Rabbit go on adventures. And, yeah, that's what should happen in this movie, but it's not going to. Um, yeah, there's there's my uh, first thoughts on this film uh, trailer. I'll let everybody else go. That's so funny because mine was, they're using Indy as an IP, finally. Finally. Yeah. It's like, yay, we get to hear it. And... Maybe they'll put the same little bit of care into the attraction because go <laughs> putting that out there in the universe, you know. <laughs> you want Chip and Dale on Indiana Jones? Oh, sure. <laughs> put them in a crevice right, right there. Why not? Like Yours there already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why not? Put a little bit of dust. You're good. Life size. Right. <laughs> Which is like five inches. Yeah. That's like the new hidden Mickeys. <laughs> Larry, what about you? I, I, you know, watching it, I was really caught up in that part too, because I'm like, this looks like some kind of expo they're at or something. Some kind of convention, yeah. Some it's kind of yeah. convention, yeah. And I'm like, man, they're really gonna play to the crowds on this one. I feel like, and the, I couldn't stop laughing at the end. I, I at the end when you see uh, Seth Rogen, because and you see the cat shot of them, the animated like yep. computer, because. All that, what they say there, I'm like, if this is the kind of comedy that's going to be in the movie, I'm so in. Because when you make, like, that humor of yourself, but you're still, like, in the realm of the movie universe, mm -hmm. that fourth wall thing, right? I I love it. And I was just like, man, you know, at first, the Chip and Andrew had mentioned when we were in our conversations through text that the voices are kind of hard. Yeah, I am getting kind of, like, I'm not, I'm just so used to cute Chippendale, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> not, like, adult Chippendale kind of voices, but... Oh man, if the if the writing is anything like they're putting on there right now, I'm in. And if it's anything close to like putting Roger Rabbit, I feel like in the trailer, that's that's making big. You know, Andrew's not off. That's big praise. You know, that movie we talk about one of the greatest crossovers in ever. Like it's true to convert all those different properties, and it was funny and it was a good story. So if that close touches anything close to what Roger Rabbit was. Man, I can't wait to watch it. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, this is kind of yeah. like a like a modern day kind of Roger Rabbity kind of looking thing. Yeah, right. Like. right. That's what I'm <clears> feeling. I'm like, I hope this would be cool. This is really cool. Yeah, it it's very much a mixture of the essence of what Roger Rabbit was mixed into this weird like mockumentary style. Yes. Um, yeah. The storytelling because. From the very beginning, they started off with the, you know, for years, Chippendale Rescue Rangers were at the top of the mountain, blah, 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 right? And it instantly reminded me of 
I don't know, some people may not have seen it, but there was an old like mockumentary called This is Spinal Tap. If you remember ever watching Saved by the Bell, there was the Zack Attack Friends Forever mockumentary that they did where they form the band and they break up and all that stuff. Popular shows are built in the mockumentary style, like The Office, mm-hmm. you know, the, the new Muppets that had a very, very short-lived time on ABC was also a mockumentary. So for me, I love that style of storytelling And so that is what instantly captured my attention and instantly brought me into this. But you're right. That element of mixing all these IPs, like the idea of them like, oh, yeah, we were on top of the world and we were partying with everyone. We were doing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. I'm (laughs) like, okay, I see what they're doing. The thing that threw me off, and maybe this is going to be part of the main plot, is the idea that these characters are shifting into this 3D form because like Dale becomes this like 3D version of himself while Chip is still animated. And I think it it looks like that's going to be the main storyline that something goes wrong and that when you do that, it makes you mindless and these other characters don't know what they're doing or something like that. Uh, Overall, I think it's going to be fun Watching Chip in John Mulaney's voice absolutely throws me for a loop. I'm like, I can't, like, it breaks my brain after watching Rescue Rangers for so long. But I don't think it's anything that I can't get over. Yeah, this, I mean, so I've gone through the trailer a bunch of times and there's lots of stuff going on. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to explain away the, the voices as, well, that was for the TV show. This is what we sound like in real life. This <laughs> real is, life. This <laughs> is the, you know, they modulated it on there. But then, you know, uh, uh, Monterey Jack sounds exactly like Monterey Jack did in the thing. <laughs> also, we don't see any gadget. And no. maybe that's the, you know, who knows if g- rescuing point. gadget or finding gadget is going to be part of the, the storyline. I don't know. But there's lots of cameos. Like we saw, you know, Roger Rabbit and, and the Indiana Jones stuff, but there's also uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Uh, My oh, Little yeah. Pony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Paula Abdul and uh, MC Scat Cat. <laughs> yeah, the Scat Cat. Um, Three Little Pigs. And then there's, um, I'm going off my list here. There's a part where you see them take like a, fo- there's a photo on the phone and it's them in front of Cinderella Castle in yeah. Walt Disney World. Um, and then you said, you, they brought up the cats from Cats. Um, and then there's, um, what looks like Aladdin flying on a carpet on carpet. But if you, if you freeze frame it, there's a hand sticking out and it looks like a Mickey style glove sticking out of like what would be Aladdin's hand. So somebody's wearing Aladdin's clothes. I don't know. It was Mickey and Goofy, (laughs) Max. I don't know. Pete, who knows? But, um, lots of stuff in there. And then, um, there, there's so many like homages to like there's like a jurassic park homage where like the the big like bear guy and he's got like a wreck and ralph arm and like a like a gun arm and the banner falls down i don't know the trailer's really cool really well done <laughs> so i'm excited for it i hope that it is uh as good as i want it to be but yeah that like larry said that seth rogan thing at the end where he's like i am looking directly at you (laughs) 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 
So going back to this scene with the cats, I remember seeing that when they were fighting in the alley. Mm-hmm. Was one of them James Corden, out of curiosity? <laughs> no, it was not, because James Corden, <laughs> if you know anything about James Corden's cat, he is obviously wearing a tuxedo and a top hat the whole time. Oh, Neither one okay. of those is wearing a tuxedo or a top hat, because he plays Buster for Jones, obviously. I, I Anyway, <laughs> I did. I did cat. I haven't seen it yet, but I you did. didn't cat it. I I didn't cat. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I really want to see it, but I heard it's just bad and not even like bad in like a funny way. It's just bad, bad. You're brave. I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm good. I mean, I, I designed lights for cats, the musical once, and I it's That's plenty. It's yeah. I mean, I had a good time. I've seen it once, but yeah, it, no, I haven't seen the film. So, yeah. but that's what and we're look, talking about. This might actually go against being a Taylor Swift fan, but I know I should watch it specifically for Taylor Swift, but even that isn't enough to get me interested. You know, there's three things. Hold on. There's three things that we're talking about today that have have a have a through line for them, which is interesting. I just realized. Um, so Boba Fett, we've got um, Cad Bane, right? He was in, you know, Gunslinger or whatever, blue mm-hmm. guy. We've got Zipper. Uh, the little uh, the little bug fly guy in Rescue Rangers trailer. He was in there, too. And the trams are coming back. All those are tied together by Corey Burton. I just this popped up my head. Corey Burton's the voice of Cad Bane, the voice of the trams, and the voice of Zipper. So, anyway, he was wow. nice. nice. That's the Disney, <laughs> That's Disney Quizneyland guy, folks. Nice. Well Listen done, sir. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> That was off the well dome. Done, yeah. Disney so, so Corey Burton, I believe, was the original voice of. Um, I think he was the voice of Chip. He was a different voice in the original series, and then in this film, he's because of the John Mulaney of it all. Um, he's now doing Zipper, and then the voice. Maybe he was Monterey Jack, and then the voice that did that was Chip and Dale. I think they're you know some lady did one of them. And I got them all mixed up, but then they're kind of doing homages. They're doing other roles, voice acting roles in the show because these new people are taking over um, the the starring roles in the voice cast. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that was Hazen it. was going to say something to a transition into something else. But no, actually, <laughs> I actually had a question about how you guys felt uh, continuing the original Roger Rabbit connection. How did you feel seeing a Batman shirt on someone in the oh. Rescue Rangers trailer? I didn't even see it. I oh missed God. it. I was going frame by frame, so I saw a bunch of it. And so the the convention is called FanCon, the most most oh. generic nice. convention. Okay. FanCon. <laughs> you can catch that in the uh, one of the trailers. So it's it's interesting how how this is going to uh, play out with um, the different IP and stuff like that. How much, like, Fox-owned properties are we going to get? Are there any other um, other properties that they might be licensing? Um, there is, there. If somebody's out there that knows a little bit more about non-Disney animation than me, there's a a shot with two mice, and one's like a like a CGI or real-looking mouse, and the other one looks like a like a Tex Avery or like a like a Looney Tune style mouse. But I can't yeah. place oh, yeah. them off the top Feeding of my the head. Cheese. Feeding the cheese, Feeding the cheese. Yeah. yeah. And there's a couple other little uh, other shots like that where there's just like half a second of some character, and I can't place them. So I've I've looked over, and nobody's done a definitive list. So I'm I'm curious as to how 
all this is going to play like how Roger Rabbit did, where they got you know Mickey and and uh, Bugs Bunny together for the first time, and da 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 da. So um, that didn't really answer your question about Batman, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see if there's going to be any more of that kind of uh, crossover IP stuff. I mean, it'll be nice to see it because it will feel like it's uh, much more real world than anything else. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess if if they if they can make it happen, it would happen because it's not being produced by Disney, right? Mm-hmm. It's the it's guys from the Lonely Island. Co-production, I think, right? Is it? I would assume. Because well, come from Disney and the Lonely Island. Got so. it. Interesting. I mean, there's also a guy dressed up like Borat, so I don't know where you go there. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how many other cameos we end up seeing in this. It'll be but fun. But I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so let's transition over to the Doctor Strange trailer. Because uh, that was making waves uh, for a good week, week and a half now since it was released. Oh, there is so much to dissect in this trailer. I think much more than we'll be able to do in this episode. But your thoughts on the strange trailer? So much madness. So much is happening. There's just... I think I had to watch it a few times because I miss things. And I had a question about a couple months ago in regards of um professor x so yeah i lost my mind when i heard what happened and i'm like is this happening did i'm i'm kind of freaking out thinking that this may happen and we may see the crossover we've been waiting for forever and i think it's going to be happening here but yeah i'm stupid excited for this movie i i am i'm gonna shut up now (laughs) yeah for me i i I saw the trailer like 12 times i think it took me like melissa a few times to get through it. and yes the professor x maybe drop that we're hearing is just it just throws you off beginning when you watch it and that's like towards the end of the trailer so i think you have to go back i i've been looking forward to this doctor strange because when i first heard about it they're like "Ooh, this is gonna be dark and scary and i was like wow really okay disney and Marvel, well, that's never really been done. But then what really opened the door for me was watching the What If series, like I've talked about on here, mm-hmm. and seeing evil Doctor Strange. And then there's a scene in there where you see this dark version of Doctor Strange. You're like, that's it. We're going to start seeing these multiverses like play out. Like That was kind of like a little, I think when you're going through something like a prelude of something, you're like watching What If, and now you're seeing this, and you're like, and I, I mean, I, I want to save it for a little later because I want to see what you're going to say, Hazen. But I think it's for me, I, I think the villain is starting to show itself already. Like in the trailer, if you watch it, it's th- the villain, I think, starting to show itself. I, it's in the trailer. I just think I'm almost set on it before I kind of had a hunch. But now I'm like, it's happening. It's definitely going to be this person. All right. On the count of three, we'll say it at the same time and we'll see if we think it's the same person. If it's not open discussion but if it is same wavelength ready one two three wanda stay puff but marshmallow man yeah <laughs> uh, andrew it. nailed it <laughs> andrew <laughs> nailed it, it. it's a puff marshmallow crossover if you didn't even think about it <laughs> yeah i'm with you on that one dude 
I'm yep. totally with you on that one. Yeah. Andrew, what about you? Um, it's about the same puff marshmallow man or <laughs> yeah. about Wanda. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it seems like, uh, from what I've been trying to do some research on, uh, villains and Dr. Strange adversaries and stuff like that. And from what it seems like, this is what, what is it? Gigantics, gigantis. I don't know. The oh, big yeah. octopus looking guy. He seems to be a, like a middle of the road kind of whoever, whatever, but in the um, opening Marvel logo, you do see those tentacles kind of come through in the Marvel logo. So this could be another way of them trying to push you in one direction and thinking who the big bad is in the film. Um, yeah, but I it, it, it totally makes sense that Wanda is the um, antagonist in the film because of of what what they've been building to with WandaVision and everything you know there's there's no reason that this is a Doctor Strange and Wanda team up movie this is a Doctor Strange has to deal with Wanda movie kind of thing and Whoa. figure out how to to control and you know with the fallout I like <laughs> what's the deal with Wanda <laughs> but yeah it's <laughs> it's it's it's, it's making sure that they don't break reality any more than it already has, I guess. I don't know. That's it. It gets a little too heady for me in some of these things. So I'll just ramble until I say stop. So I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to go into more of the Stay Puff Marshmallow. Okay. Well, theory. so the, what I'm thinking about the Stay Puff Marshmallow is, is, <laughs> that, is that big octopus guy. He gets hungry. No. Okay. I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and he decides he wants to make some s'mores. And then the only thing he can find is this big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Gargantos. It's funny because Gargantos was act- is actually a character in the comics named Shumagorath. Yep. But Ooh. they don't call it Shumagorath <laughs> in uh, Doctor Strange or like in the Marvel Universe that we're seeing as part of the MCU. They call it Gargantos for some reason. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it's the same monster or if it's like a like just a cousin of that one or something all we know is that we've seen this monster in what if we've kind of seen it now in the trailer so it's going to be interesting how that plays into everything that's happening uh man for this trailer i saw it many times and i have to admit that there were so many things that i didn't know especially about characters like america chavez i'm not really familiar with america chavez's character and i've learned a little bit about it now that i've kind of had an opportunity to go into it they're connecting like i feel like dr strange is gonna spend most of his time trying to protect america from wanda and when they when they got to the scene oh man i don't even know where to start there's so much to say (laughs) Um. Uh, okay, so let's start at the beginning. It's really difficult for me to talk about this because I'm so excited and there's so much I want to share and there's so much that I've learned that I don't know where to start. <laughs> but I'll start here. Doctor Strange goes to Wanda, says, what do you know about the multiverse? And she talks about how Vision kind of had this theory about how it was evil. He says, yeah, he was right. 
that entire thing that they're in looks to be a simulation that Wanda was creating for herself the way that she did when, you know, she created this entire fictional town for herself so that she could live in peace. And the only reason it looks like that is because uh, I've I've seen so many videos. I've read so many theories. I've watched the trailer so many times and I've seen people pointing things out that I was like, oh, my God, that other scene in red he really is wearing the exact same clothes that he was just wearing in this other scene. She turned off the simulation. Oh my God, we're all living in Wanda's simulation. Everyone is right on TikTok. <laughs> so in the multiverse, she's searching for her kids. And there's this one scene where you see the shards of glass that are breaking. And there's two cells. And then there's another scene in the trailer where they show the exact same cells that are like prison cells by the Illuminati and America Chavez is in one of them. And the theory is now that the reason she can't tell where her kids are is because the Illuminati is holding them hostage. And so that got me thinking like, okay, so is this entire thing that's happening? People thinking Wanda's evil because all she wants is her kids back. Like that's a, that's a, horrible way to demonize a mother trying to find her children right and so i'm my head is spinning at all the theories that spawned from that and so then we got the whole like maybe we should tell him the truth and we see this dude on a wheelchair and it's like ah, is uh -huh. that charles is that professor x i mean so many people are confirming that nobody can say definitively obviously until the film is out but there's a lot of things that are pointing to, yes, yes, it's him. You know, the fact that we see the Ultron bots carrying uh -huh. Doctor or leading Doctor Strange into that giant building, which looks to be where Professor X uh, had in like one of the comic series uh, that somebody pointed that out. Those handcuffs that he's got. That looks like pretty advanced tech. Uh -huh. And if it really is the Illuminati then Superior Iron Man is going to play a really big role in all of this tech because he was evil in all of that. Like, mm -hmm. he wasn't the good old, like, slap-happy Iron Man Tony Stark that we know and love. Like, he was evil, you know? So I'm all in on this film. Like, I was all in after the last trailer that we got. If you remember, months ago, I was like, ugh, all right, I don't know. It's Doctor yeah. Strange. It's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the more that I've seen and the more that I'm seeing it connect to what if and the more that I'm seeing how it's going to lead in. Ah, I could keep rambling. I'm, I'm going to be like <laughs> Andrew, like unless you tell me to shut up, I'm going to keep rambling about this. And that's the theme for today. <laughs> I think we've all said that already. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many, so many details and I know we're missing a lot more. But can we talk about zombie Wanda? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. This yeah. makes me excited. I want to see this. And then just the possibility we will see this at the parks. All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Zombie Wanda at the parks. Yes. Oh, More. and Zombie Strange. <laughs> but, I mean, it depends on when we see Zombie Strange. Because if you remember, if you've seen What If, spoiler alert. Mm. I'll give you a moment. Three, two, one. 
Strange doesn't make it in his zombie form, but Wanda does. And so the fact that we're seeing both Wanda and Strange in zombie forms in this trailer makes you wonder, like, how far does this go that mm-hmm. they're zombifying each other and then reanimating themselves, you know? So, hey, that's a thing. <laughs> I had this one silly question. Since we're really seeing a lot of what if that's happened, like I said, this is silly. This is far-fetched. Do you think we'll see um, Captain Carter? I don't think it's far-fetched at all. I mean, there are people that are literally watching this trailer frame by frame. I have yeah. not watched this trailer frame by frame, but I have just watched it multiple times. But there are screenshots of people finding a shard of glass with a, a piece of Captain Carter's shield. So it's, I mean, it looks like we may be getting a Captain Carter cameo as part of the multiverse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's funny because I remember when What If started, I don't remember how many episodes in we were talking about it, but we wondered how much of it was going to be canon in the MCU, right? Like we were Mm -hmm. like, is this really What If or are they testing to see what people would want to see as part of something else? Or are they telling us all of this is coming? Like, what if all this happened because somebody was foolish enough to break the seal of the of the multiverse? You know what I mean? Like, what's like, what's the rest of that question? It's what if dot dot dot. What if Doctor Strange messed up the universe and he opened up all these portals and every one of these episodes becomes true? Ha ha ha. Dash a what to the watcher, end <laughs> quote. Right? Yeah. Right. Like you said, I love that they're bringing in all these elements of what if, but does that mean that we're not going to get any more what ifs? I was hoping that this was going to be like a yearly thing where we got like another eight episodes and they played out a bunch of scenarios of heroes and what might happen if certain things were to go awry or something, you know? Now we'll know that if they did do What If again, it's going to play directly into whatever film they're going to release <laughs> next. And that's fine. <laughs> so, you know, you're talking about watching film, the trailer frame by frame, right? Yeah. Are you doing well, that right I'm now? doing that right now. Um, <laughs> I was doing the Rescue Ranger trailer. I was being so quiet, but I was watching the Rescue tra- Ranger trailer uh, frame by frame. But now I'm watching the Doctor Strange frame by frame. Um, and... A couple interesting things. Uh, So the America Chavez character, there's something right at the beginning where she's kind of there. And then like a like, you know, Dr. Strange has like his little things that open up in circles. Well, these ones are opening up in stars. So I'm assuming that that has some relation to her since she's in the foreground of the shot. Yeah, she travels between worlds through portals or universes Mm -hmm. through portals and when she opens a portal they don't look like circles they look like a star well there you go we're seeing some of that so what's with that you kind of get some captain marvel looking thing there or there's like a streak of orange flying real fast that kind of looked like uh there's a theory that it's one of two characters it's not captain marvel but it could be monica rambeau because mm-hmm. we did yeah. see her turn to Photon during mm-hmm. WandaVision. That's right. Yeah. So it's either going to be Photon or it's going to be Nova, 
who is another rumored character to be making an appearance in in a Marvel film very soon. It's very possible that we see him as part of this because he plays into the stories of other characters that we already know. Like we were supposed to get Adam Warlock at some point. Was that supposed to be The Rock? Isn't that who that was? No, he's Black Adam, DC. But I mean, (laughs) Nova, I think at some point, like hooked up with Gamora in the comics. I don't remember, but... Um, yeah, I, I, like he, he shows up as part of guardians of the galaxy in the comics. And so I'm not exactly sure if we're going to see that here, but that's one of the theories going as far as who that character is. And there's a cool, like, uh, there's like a cool, uh, ox guy, bull looking green bull man. He's kind of cool looking. Oh, somebody mentioned him. He's actually, um, as Peter Parker calls him, he's also a wizard. Everybody's a wizard. Gee, what is this? This is a wizard. <laughs> the guy's yeah. name is Green Bullman, Mister Bullman, Rintra. <laughs> I think that's who he is, Rintra. That's somebody's name backwards, like like. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, that's Grog Sakul. No, no, that that is the character's name. But Senator Greebleps. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that. He's such a powerful wizard that he becomes sorcerer, um, or a sorcerer rather. Like he becomes sorcerer supreme at one point when, like, Doctor Strange isn't around or something like that. He was just like taking a nap. Yeah, it was more than just taking Back a nap. Out. But like, yeah, <laughs> dead, 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 died, dead, dead. And then there was uh, like Doctor Octopus Strange. That was yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. what if. And let's see. Oh, I missed one. Where's my other thing I had? Anyway. Oh, well. I mean, we don't have to go through every part of this trailer, but. <laughs> um, oh, that, that was my favorite part. Doctor Strange gets a big nose. Yeah. <laughs> when he's kind of breaking into He's like breaking into like, like into like cubes and his nose gets really big and it's silly. It's big. <laughs> hey, so that. Call out. I'm actually glad that you brought that up because that's one of the most interesting theories that I heard. Uh, I was watching a new Rockstars video and. Eric pointed out that the the same animation style that they use in that scene is the way that mutants were breaking away in House of M in the comic. Mm-hmm. Like there's a a really like uh, like a a, a, re- a really well known shot of Wanda splitting up mm-hmm. with those squares as part the of the comic. Cubes, yeah. And the theory that he had was, what if all of this is setting up the MCU in such a way where instead of Wanda saying no more mutants during all of this, because remember when WandaVision first started, there was all the theories. Like I, I was talking about how we felt it was kind of leading towards House of M at the end of WandaVision, and then it didn't happen. It turned into something else. But the theory for this is that what if house of m already happened Mm. what if the mcu as we know it is a continuation of something that was already happening which truthfully kind of is right because if they're beginning to make a lot of these fox films part of the canon and if the multiverse opens up in such a way where they are canon characters like the original patrick stewart Professor X, 
Logan, played by Hugh Jackman, or Wolverine, played yeah, by Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. will become canon, but they will no longer be the current X-Men because we'll see Double new over. versions of them yeah. from other multiverses. It's a really interesting theory, and one I I think I would have to think a little bit more about to really fully get behind because I think that if they went with that theory... There's other things in the MCU as we know them that would kind of break. You know, it, they wouldn't make sense anymore, especially leading into Infinity War and how things ended in Endgame. That's why you have Loki, the show. Okay, so yeah. Loki also plays a huge role in it too, right? Because yeah. it's very possible that Kang was a member of the Illuminati. He gets shunned from the group. And tries to go start his own thing. And so the reason the Illuminati knows what's going on is because he used to be one of them. You know, they're at the end of time. They know everything that's supposed to be happening. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's so many amazing theories going on with this. I don't know where they're all going to take us. I think a lot of them are pretty spot on. They do a pretty good job of following the comics. Not word for word, obviously, but the general storyline of a lot of them may get twisted a bit or given to other characters, but the overall story arc I think is there. And if we did end up seeing a reverse house of M and the MCU, as we know, it kind of happened after all of that. Um, I guess I could live with it. Um, but if you're wondering what it breaks, I'll tell you right now, the, the main thing that it breaks is Wanda. Okay. Because if, if you think back to Age of Ultron and you think back to all the times we saw Wanda and Pietro, they were incarcerated by Hydra. And so if they were incarcerated by Hydra and during the testing, Wanda finds out that she has these powers, how could she have done that as the Scarlet Witch before? Unless they find a way to make her forget because it would be the same Wanda. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that might give some validity to that theory is the scene where you see Wanda walking up to Wanda inside of her house. Inside of her own house. Right? Mm -hmm. So that looks like the Wanda that lived there beat up the Scarlet Witch, which could have been the Scarlet Witch that caused the House of M thing to happen prior to the MCU. This Wanda that we know from the MCU absorbs the old Wanda and now knows what she did with the mutants before. And so the story can continue. So it's possible. There is a way to mesh the stories together. But if they don't do that, the whole thing breaks because Wanda's the reason all of that happens. Right? My face is going to look like Doctor Strange face if that's the real Little story. cubes. going like, to start sh- piecing. <laughs> <in>. Right? <laughs> that's funny. Well, I mean, I can't wait. I mean, all of these teasers that we're getting, I'm all for them. I hope we get another one. The date for this one, I can't come soon enough. I'm so ready to watch this film. I'm hoping to go watch Spider-Man again. If it's still in theaters, because I want to contribute to bringing it up to number two, hopefully, <laughs> for the and then making it a little harder for Avatar to catch up. It's only like a hundred million away from number. I two. can do it. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to transition over to the parks. But before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, or as we like to call them, our podcast fairy godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad, you can head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more info. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, a little info about what the FGP Squad is, and if you have any other questions, you can always feel free to reach out. But in general, being a part of the FGP Squad family does get you some additional perks like discount codes for new Podcateers gear, first dibs on new releases, uh, Podcateers after show, additional content over on Patreon. You get a special section of our Discord server to just chat with other members of the FGP Squad and us. Uh, You get some random gifts. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on sending out some stickers very soon. Some of you may know what they are. I've, I've shown them to some of you, but, you know, we thought it would be fun to make the sticker, and we did. And now I'm going to send those out. So, you know, random stuff. Anyway, if you want more info, again, podcateers.com slash FGP is where you want to go. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Also, by the time that this episode releases, we're going to be just under a week to get to March. That means that March Mayhem will be kicking off very, very soon. Uh, Since we only do March Mayhem Monday through Friday, we decided to not start it on the 1st. We're going to start it on the 7th. So March 7th will be the first matchup for March Mayhem. This year, we asked all of you to help us decide what we should put up against each other. We got an overwhelming response for snacks and food at the Disneyland Resort. So if you've ever fought on why a churro is better than a Dole Whip or why a turkey leg is better than a Matterhorn macaroon, now's your chance. Yeah. Now's your chance to represent your favorite snack because that's what we're putting up against each other. So thank you to everyone that sent in the suggestions. We truly appreciate it. March 7th will be the official first matchup for March Mayhem. Yay, yay. Let's get ready to be hungry. Woo. I don't know. I'm call I'm calling it now. Churros on the gonna win. Oh, I don't I'm know. I'm just calling it now. Wow. I'm calling it wow. now. I want to folks. Did you hear in, that? Folks? In my heart of hearts, I want to go with Disneyland popcorn. Mm. See, and I'm sure someone's going to say dole it, but oh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I mean, I haven't been very accurate in the last couple that we've done. Like, I've been knocked out first round, so maybe I should say something like, Disneyland Pickle, so that the <laughs> popcorn makes it all the way. I don't know. <laughs> Ronto Rap. <laughs> all right. So, we are getting our trams back. Yeah. February 23rd, hey. the release day of this episode. The trams are coming back to Disneyland. Uh, This is on the heels, obviously, of several changes to the mask policies uh, that are happening in California in general. Uh, There are counties that will no longer be requiring masks. If you are vaccinated, you will no longer be required to wear them. Uh, There will be some places that will still require them indoors, uh, especially in L.A. County. If you're not vaccinated, you're still required to wear a mask. The whole thing is on an honor system, so... Take that for what it's worth. We've lived through two years of this. 
I don't think we need to get into any discussions or arguments about who will do what and who will not do what. And if you want to go to the park and you want to wear a mask and you feel that that is where your comfort level is, do what you need to do to feel comfortable. If you are at a point where you do not need one, and you feel healthy enough and you feel confident enough that you are going to be okay, by all means. But just know that if you're going to the Disneyland Resort, there will be many people without masks now. And the and they'll be riding a tram. I thought I read that the tram was one of the places where you still had to wear it, which is ironic because it's one of the places where the most wind is hitting your face and getting away from people. So I'm sure the buses, like the buses, I'm sure are going to be one of them. The transportation, yeah, the bus bus is one of them. Yeah, Yeah. the bus definitely is one of them. But I mean, look, I'm excited. The trams are coming back. The trams are super iconic. Whether you like the walk from the parking structure to the esplanade it is what it is right we complain about this however many mile walk it is from the trams to the esplanade and then we spend all day walking around the parks and don't say boo (laughs) about it right so (laughs) i guess because you don't have the ambiance and all that stuff like i guess they try to add things disneyland tram (laughs) yeah it's iconic like tell me you don't get all the feels and you start feeling all like happy and you know, all that stuff just flows through your body when you hear, welcome aboard the Disneyland tram. I'm like, I'm there, I'm here. <laughs> or when you hear, driver, you're clear, honk, honk. Honk, honk. honk. Yes. That's how it's <laughs> honk, honk. On right it. is you're the clear. Grand Californian Hotel. Martin. <laughs> the arts and crafts movement of the t- <laughs> I'm so glad that they're back. Uh, so if you go February 23rd and beyond... Barred anything else happening, of course, but February 23rd and on, the trams will be functioning again at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, Let's talk about this new community that they are building. Uh, It was announced recently that Disney was going to be creating uh, like a new community project over in Rancho Mirage. It's part of this new project series thing that they're calling Story Living by Disney. They're considering it one of their signature experiences. And the community is called Cotino. Your thoughts on this new community that Disney is building? (laughs) Um, Not the poor man's version of Golden Oaks, but it's, yeah, we can't afford it. But it looks nice. But we can't afford it. So I don't know who this is for. (laughs) It's for, yeah, not us. But it's, you know what? We could go visit. There's going to be shopping, apparently. There might be a Target we could go in. I have a Target across the street. Yeah, but is it the is it the the story by Disney Target? Come on, Melissa. Like, why do you have to go to Coachella Valley for Target? <laughs> because it it has a Mickey Mouse shaped Target emblem or something. I don't know. You know, it so it seems yeah, it seems like it's gonna be like a whole like planned area with like like little stores and little whatever. I don't know if there's gonna be a Target, but you can walk around. It's probably gonna not be. You know, depending on how they do it, they're probably going to have to, like, section off the housing from the, the the like, I don't know, shops part of it. Because that's probably going to be a really touristy place in the first couple of months or whatever. People are all going to want to see what it's all about. They got any exclusive pins. They got a churro cart over here or something. I don't think. 
yeah, it, it would be nice to have the money to to live in this place, but um, a little far from Disneyland. That's kind of far. Oh, That's yeah. all I have to. Yeah, it's like the people that are going to want to buy these houses and be part of a Disney community. You would think would want to also be close to Disney property because they're such big fans that they would also want to be close to Disneyland. And it's, you know, quite a trek. I'm going to beg to differ on that one. I think there's like this thing where people, um, when you travel or you go places, uh, like for going like to a cool motel or this newer group likes to find these hidden, like old history is still kept, but they have like the modern vibe of like mid-century. That's like a big wave on like Instagram and social media to find those kind of things. I would say if they found somewhere to live like that, because they love to go stop and go to those places to escape, you know, to feel like you're always on vacation, then it doesn't matter where it's at. Would it be cooler that's closer to the park? Yeah. But the other point you bring up, Andrew, which is really on point too, if I'm living there, I don't know if I want everyone coming to my Target visiting because it's a Disney property. Like, I, I'm living here if I'm paying that kind of money, which <laughs> I don't think so. But <laughs> if I was paying that kind of money, I don't know if I want, like, everybody in the world to be able to come to get the special pin and all that. Like, that kind of takes away from, like, that whole part of it being exclusivity of being, like, I made this whole investment to live in the story living idea with disney for if you're gonna ask my opinion um yes off the bat this seems very expensive and i think the where i see like it as um it's storytelling play out it seems kind of weird i'm not gonna lie like looking at it first i love the idea walt disney had back when he was talking about walt disney world and epcot I know that sounds like crazy long time ago, but this like world that was going to be like streets that were, you know, for the future, people were going to work there and live there and like make this community that was always built to innovate. That sounds cool. This part um, kind of sounds a little different because it's like, oh, we're going to give you the Disney feel and vibe, almost like Kumbaya-ish feeling. And I don't know. That gets kind of borderline, like, ooh, kind of creepy a little bit, but I could see the appeal to which they mention in every party's articles, the 55 plus community. If you're like an older adult and you're in need of retirement, like a lot of the older communities and individuals have hard times finding places that are like top posh that have this like real good offering for a retirement home. And if you have the money, which at that time, some people either have the money or they have family members that may want to invest the money to put their family in a community where they feel safe. Why not Disney? I love Disney. So I could see that part of it. The other part, though, does seem kind of like, eh, it doesn't go all together for me. Yeah. You made a really great point, Larry. Um, when you talk about, you know, where you would want to retire and stuff like that and, you know, I've I've read a couple of articles about this. I saw the sizzle reel. I mean, it, it's I, I get the connection to Epcot, right? But the thing about Epcot is that it was supposed to be a self-sustaining thing, right? And the biggest issue I have with creating a parallel to Epcot for this is that they're putting it in the middle of a desert and okay. they're going to build this artificial lagoon where people are supposed to feel like they're at the beach, but how are they going to fill that up? Like it's hard enough to get water 
to places like LA and everything when it doesn't rain, California is technically still in a drought. drought. Yeah. You know, so drought. to have to fill up this giant lagoon in the middle of the desert seems a little ambitious. I, I'm pretty sure they can do it, but how they would sustain that is one of the things I'd really be interested in hearing how they're going to do it. As far as the community, I'm with Larry on this one. I think this is going to be a, a halfway point between Celebration Florida and Golden Oaks. Celebration is... It's a Disney community. It's a Disney-made community, but it's pretty open to anybody. And they have, like, their own, like, movie theater, all that stuff. This is going to be exactly the same, but it's a gated community. Everything that they have is going to be for the residents of Cotino. And what they build out is going to be basically downtown Disney inside of this, you know, residential area that they built out. You know, the Target comment is funny. But I think I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the, yeah, I don't think they're going to have a target there as well. Uh, I think they're going to have much more expensive stores for the people that are living there along with the world of Disney, you know, at the end or something. As far as who it's for, yeah, you're right. I think it's for people that have much more money than we currently have. Not to say that if I didn't win the lottery or something – I wouldn't want to retire here once it's built because the I've Bitcoin always wanted community. to live. Yeah. Like I've always <laughs> wanted to live at golden Oaks, except that it's Florida. We love you Disney world fans, but yeah. Yeah. Like I, so much. I no. the weather over there is just too kooky for me to even pretend I would enjoy it on a long-term basis. So, I mean, yeah, this is kind of the next best thing. It's in a weird area, but considering how much of California is already developed, I understand why they did it. Now, if this turns out to have a section that's specifically like a resort where half of it is like you could purchase homes, you can retire in it, like a quarter of it is retirement, a quarter of it is homes. The other half or another quarter is sectioned off uh, as like for vacationers. It makes sense, right? Because Palm Springs and Palm Desert are sandwiching where this goes or this would end up going like uh rancho mirage is like right in between both of those palm springs in particular is uh, a big like touristy place where people go like for the weekend and they go hang out you know they just go relax palm desert kind of the same um there's a couple of national forest areas out there there's i don't it's it's okay right if you're gonna go on vacation for the weekend so if they're going to have that, it makes sense. But as far as purchasing a home, I think it's going to be a little out of many people's price ranges. As far as retirement, that seems more plausible for a lot more people. And if I had the opportunity, I'm not going to lie, I'd probably want to retire there once I know what it looks like. The thing about these sizzle reels that they release is they look great. They show a lot of concept art. We get a lot of ideas of how things are going to look and it looks all pretty but i've also seen a lot of concept art for a lot of the things that have been supposedly coming to the park since 2015 and they haven't all fully come to fruition either 
You know, there's been a lot of budget cuts. There's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of turnover. The pandemic in general, you know, changed the course of a lot of those projects as well. And there's still a lot of things on the table that I feel the money could be better spent on, including helping cast members out in many ways. I don't think it's a bad venture. I think that as a vacation spot, I think it's great. Look how things like Aulani and the cruises and all that stuff do. They do really well and they, they do well for a reason. You know, everybody wants that Disney magic. But looking at this community, like I know that Imagineering is involved in designing it and everything. Maybe the houses will have some Disney magic like they do at Golden Oaks. I don't know what they're going to put into all of them, but it's going to seem like a resort is what I'm trying to get at. Like it's going to, yeah, you're going to live there, but overall I feel like it's going to feel more like you're on vacation than anything else. Could be, well, uh, yeah. you know, time will tell. And I wonder, so I wonder what, I'm sure there's going to be like a crazy, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, homeowners association when you're in there. <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah. My but I wonder if, if that's going to ban things like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, where you rent your house out on the app. Yeah. Yeah. Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb you or whatever. Be You're gonna air. Yeah, you Airbnb it, and you know, so I can see somebody purchasing a house just to make it right. an Airbnb for yep. that reason or whatever, and you know, charging out the wazoo for staying there. Um, I did find in an article that um, outsiders will be able to visit by purchasing a day pass. So yeah. there will be day passes available. There is a day pass um, yeah. to visit the the community, and um, it is being built by DMB Development. So it looks like it's a partnering thing. So I'm sure they're putting up a lot of the upfront for the the you know the building. I would assume of the the houses or what have you, or it's a partnership. Um, but you know they're a luxury housing community building outfit. So um, I would assume that those that company is going to do everything they can to get this thing built as well because their their names attached to it as well and it's going to make them a ton of money I'm sure. And with that, folks, we'd like to announce the next Patreon feature we have is the Podcasters Retirement Fund <laughs> <laughs> for a monthly low price of eight grand a month. You can help the Podcasters retire. Cotino. Cotino. That's it. <laughs> when is this supposed to be built? I don't remember seeing a between now and ten years from now. I guess I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. It, I don't think there's any dates as of now. I think it's just it's one of those things where like, yeah, we're developing this. We have some contact art. us. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. not even they don't have. Con- it's just like we made a page. So in five years when we have it, like it's kind of like when they're like, hey, we're going to oh, we're going to do this. We'll give you some updates. Hey, here's here's uh, the the big plan for expanding the Disneyland Resort. There are no dates or anything, but hey, we we just need we need to put this out there so the boards and the community, uh, whatever the what do they I see the interest. Well, yeah, like the the the, um, the city council needs to have it out in a public air it in a public thing and get approval, and this way it has you know public opinion to sway the the city council to approve the da da da. I don't know. It's probably something like that. 
like the... life lessons with Andrew on the podcast this week. <laughs> this week, <laughs> I, I sound real smart, don't I? I go, yeah, yeah I did. You know, <laughs> something with the city council. He sold it. <laughs> yeah, sold it good. You know what's funny is that earlier when I was saying that it would make sense for them to section off a bit of this for vacationers, I like it's just clicking right now that. They could actually just add this to DVC or create a new version of DVC specifically for Cotino. Yeah, and that the, way you don't the, have to yeah. use your points for DVC, but you can buy into it. And the people that are buying into this would be funding the development and the building of Cotino. And then when it's done, they'll just have like five or six hotels or uh, residential areas where you can rent out the house for the week or whatever as part of that membership that you got. Yeah, the, the articles I've been reading have said that they, as of now, there are no rental, rental options planned. So I'm, oh, okay. I'm assuming that includes stuff like DVC. That's kind of like a rental. Timeshares always make me my head hurt. So I don't, <laughs> you own it, but you don't, but you pay for it kind of a hotel, but it's not. So yeah, um, the couple articles I read did say there's no rentals planned for this community um, at this point. But but if they don't have plans of doing that now, that could definitely change because if they see that the interest isn't there because the, you know, the houses are too expensive or whatever the case is, they could make the call and say, well, people aren't interested. Let's create our own DVC for this area now. Yeah, could be. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see how, how this thing shakes out because I'm sure... They're gonna if if it doesn't fly, they're gonna figure something out. But uh, if it's anything like Golden Oak, those things sold like hotcakes, and it's not gonna be an issue. They're, oh. And they're just oh, gonna they'll say, okay, well, we'll build the next one in uh, you know the Fernando Valley or something. I don't like they're <laughs> the next ones in Seattle. I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> never know. That's a good point. That's a great Walla point. Walla, Washington. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be one in Branson, everybody's favorite. We love Branson. Branson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talked about in this episode, whether it's the talks of the trailers, the end of the Book of Boba Fett, uh, the trams coming back. Are you happy that you don't have to walk to the Esplanade anymore? Uh, or this new Disney community that's in development named Cotino. We'd love to hear how you feel about it, and is it something that you'd be interested in? Would you want to live there, or is it just something that you could live without? You know, join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or join us over on Discord. If you're not yet a member of our Discord server, you can join us simply by clicking on the link in the invite that you see pinned to our Instagram stories. If you're not following us on Instagram, it's a great time to start because you can join us on Discord and... In about a week or so, you'll be able to join us for voting for March Mayhem as well. We're super excited about all of that coming up. Uh, anything else before we wrap up this episode? I found I, I went through that Chippendales Rescue Ranger trailer again, <laughs> and I found some <laughs> scenes with Gadget in it. So I'm gonna oh. have to. I'm gonna. I screenshotted them, so maybe I'll have to send those over to you to put on the Instagram or something. I thought I remembered uh, seeing her in like a big hug like, or something. It's, well, there's like the Walt Disney World photo like is there, but then there's like a couple where she's like way in the back. I'll send them over. There, All right. it's, she's in there. She's part. It's just it's got to be. That's the that's the whole thing about the story. I don't know, but that's that's my little bit. It's fine. Premise. 
All right. Here to hear first. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, this tram is ready to depart. Driver, you're clear. <laughs> <laughs>